Terminator movies. They gave the 80s and 90s two incredible movies that people still talk about to this day. 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day told a satisfactory story that many thought it marked the end of Jen Connor's story. Now, over a decade later, the studio said, hey, those movies, they made some money, recognizable IP, and without James Cameron being involved, in 2003, they came out with Terminator 3. After something as majestic as Terminator 2, how can they possibly top that or even try to compete with that? We're going to be talking about that right now to determine if Terminator 3 is worth watching in 2020 with another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. Joining me, we have Ryan McNulty from Boston, Mass. Now, Ryan, in your case, when talking about this movie, is this something you watched growing up at some point? So I did eventually get around to Terminator 3 when Salvation came out, but when it originally came out, I was not really big into the Terminator series. So um, once the Terminator Salvation movie came out, that's when I kind of rewatched the whole series and, and really got a lot more into it. So at the time of release, uh, I wasn't really feeling the hype that a lot of people had at the time, but I did eventually get to this movie um, one way or another, I guess. And uh, from London, Ontario, we do have Keith Hamilton. Now, Keith, in your case, after watching the first two and, and knowing the things that we liked about them, especially with the uh, different styles where the first one was a little bit more on the horror side in, in some cases, with the second one being a lot more action-oriented. What was your expectation going into this one? Back in the day, I was really excited for this. Being a fan of Terminator 2, I was just thinking like, oh, more Terminator. This is great. Was it great? Well, I don't know about that. But back in the day, I was very excited because all the things that I loved about T2, that was kind of like the promotion leading up to this. Like, hey, you want Arnold Schwarzenegger? You want big guns? Well, checkmark and checkmark. That's what you're getting in T3. Yeah, pretty much. And everybody, as we get ready to talk about this movie, we have actually reviewed the previous two available now on the archives. And if you like everything we do, you can subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel. Click on that bell. You can also join our Discord channel. We're talking about food, uh, video games. Uh, shout out to some people getting some N64 goodness going on in classic CRT TVs. You can join that by going to acasttothepast.com slash Discord and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app of choice. Now, in order to just sort of recap, the first movie came out in 1984, so early 80s, then in 91, so early 90s, we got the sequel, but then all the way up until 2003 was when we got a sequel. And just for context, uh, Terminator Salvation, that one came out in 2009. So this is a series that even though there's been a lot of movies, it's now like this a uh, cash grab where they put out, you know, one new movie every three years. It, it may feel closer, but it's actually been quite a time. Uh, what do you what do you think going into this, knowing that there was over a decade long gap between the second and the third movie? We had a good conclusion that didn't really need an additional sequel. And I think that's probably the reason that there maybe was such a large span of time. James Cameron was involved in the first two movies. And I know, uh, I, I think the story is that he wasn't interested in pursuing a third. And then eventually, you know, studios wanted to still have a third movie because they felt like it could still make a lot of money. Um, so probably the fact that they couldn't get James 
James Cameron involved, although I don't know the official story, but with such a nice conclusion that Terminator 2 had, it didn't really need a sequel. So it doesn't surprise me that it took so long. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about sequels that didn't really need to happen, I think the Terminator franchise is exactly that. It's very much, it becomes a downhill slope around T3, just because... When when I look at this movie and then the sequential movies that happen after it, I always have in the back of my head, imagine how different of a world it would be if Judgment Day happened. I mean, if the Terminator movies never existed, Judgment Day would be bad still, no matter what. But if they just put like a nice little bow on Terminator 2, left it there, like how different would the world regard this franchise? And it it sours me on this movie and then the ones after that. And I think the weirdest thing about this movie is that the way that it starts and ends, it is almost like, uh, you know, when you get a good uh, one of these good movies that the conclusion to it is not immediately obvious, but you're kind of okay with it, right? This movie did too much to answer every possible question you had to the point that when it ended, I walked out of it going like, why? Like, why was this a thing? Is is this really how you want people to walk out of a movie theater? Because for context, it is a direct sequel to Terminator 2 to the point that, uh, you know, Judgment well, Day never happened. Kind, kind of. Because well, it, yeah, it jumps some it, stuff. It's a direct right? sequel. It's, I wouldn't call it a direct sequel in the way that be, if you think about the ending that we got in Terminator 2, there's a lot of... Uh, aspects of it that this movie kind of throws in the trash, especially with the character of John Connor. So from that, I don't know if I would call it a sequel. It is a sequel in the Terminator franchise, yes. But, that but I make don't. Sense. Why are we it, getting it's all the technical? Same character, we know what the, the story intent. But it's, it's not a direct Keith, sequel. Keith, what was That's the in- director's intent? I think it was. Can we agree that yeah. the intent was a direct sequel? I will agree that the intent was there, but did they succeed? No. Yeah, because here's the thing. Uh, Sarah Connor, not in this movie. They write her off uh, throughout the film because she suffered from leukemia. So that's a pretty convenient way of writing out some stuff. We're not going to spoil any future. We're going to focus on this movie right here. And then because Judgment Day, uh, the things that they were trying to combat didn't happen. Life kind of just moved on. So John Connor went off the radar. He disappeared from the world. But then, of course, convenience happens. We get a brand new Terminator, a female Terminator, a brand new and improved Terminator uh, called TX. You know she's cool because she's got an X in the name. That, oh, yeah. That's how you know she's going to give it extra to you. Evil. Exactly. So we get her showing up on the screen naked, and then just a little while after, we get some more naked goodness with some Arnold buttocks. That's like a feels like it's a, a, tradition. Tr- a tradition, right? Yeah, of course. You got to have that. So the whole story is pretty similar to the second one in the sense that, you know, the the, uh, the Terminator known as Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the, the character and like the incredible actor and all that stuff. He's going back in time to save not just John Connor. Now we're also trying to get him to save uh, Catherine Brewster, who uh, has had quite the rough movie, which we, we got to <laughs> talk about this after a while. But he's trying to save both of them from TX. But here's the problem. TX is such a highly skilled and optimized Terminator that she can kick uh, the Terminator's ass, uh, Arnold. She can uh, pretty much control devices. She is like the the end boss in video games turned into a movie. She is OP. 
exaggeratedly. What do you guys think about that with the premise that even though you have this character that we've seen in two different movies, right, with uh, the Terminator, I'm just going to say Arnold because they're both Terminators, right, just to differentiate. But here, he's kind of useless. Like, obviously, he serves a role, but in the grand scheme of this, he is an obsolete thing. Said so by himself. What did you think about that? Are you guys familiar with the term? It's used a lot in video games. Power creep. Yes. Yeah. The TX is just the perfect example of power creep in the Terminator movies where you start out with Arnold and then, oh, you get a little more powerful with the T-1000. And then we've got the TX where they've just destroyed the entire meta of Terminators. And that's what the (laughs) TX always felt to me like. Well, I I will say this. um, I think the TX, I get what they were trying to do, but it didn't necessarily work for me because it just felt like she could do everything. So it was kind of like a Superman effect where it wasn't very impressive because anytime they just needed her to be able to do something, they could just come up with it. Like, oh, she needs to saw through this thing. Well, she has a saw arm. She she has a flamethrower arm. Oh, she can manipulate machines. It's like they kind of didn't set the ground rule. Like, T-1000 in Terminator 2, they pretty much set the ground rules pretty early on, and he sticks to those abilities throughout the movie. But it's like, oh, anytime TX needed something new, it's just like, oh, she can magically do it. Uh, So it's a little bit less impressive and just felt very convenient the whole Yeah, it is a convenience factor. It was the second uh, that her hand turned into a plasma cannon, and then like the biggest thing about these movies, which is the gunplay, kind of gets thrown out the window because, well, now she's a gun too. Yeah, because why not? And she can control freaking vehicles. She can do it all. But uh, just to recap, as I mentioned, this movie in many ways is a retelling of Terminator 2 in that it's like you get good Terminator, bad Terminator, Judgment Day is today, and they're trying to stop that. That is the premise of the film. Now, uh, we're going to be getting into some more details, but I would like to start off with Ryan. Give me your overall impressions about this. Now, with the mindset that we've recently watched the other two. So 2020, watching this one after watching the other ones, what you think? So having recently watched the other ones and then I know I had seen this movie before and I thought it was okay. Rewatching it now, I like it even less than I did when I first watched it because I think it has... There's two key problems that this movie has and maybe they're actually closely related now that i'm thinking of it i think the tone of this movie can sometimes be all over the place um i liked the grittiness of terminator 2 like terminator 2 had some jokes in there but i think they went for the laughs a little bit too many times in this movie so it just it didn't feel like you could take the movie seriously like arnold became a parody of himself in this movie i think they tried to force way too many one-liners where i felt like they really picked their spots nicely in the first two movies so that each one of them landed but he was like a you know a one-liner machine <laughs> no pun intended i guess in, the, in this movie um and the other thing that i my other huge problem with this movie which is something i almost never talk about but sound design i thought was absolutely terrible in this movie right their choices for sound effects were really weird 
weird. Like the fact that when they're driving the truck and they hit like the bouncy ball machine or not machine, but like the moon bounce thing. Yeah. And like you just hear like the comical like boom, boom, like sounds. And you're just like, is this an action movie? I feel like I'm watching like a children's comedy or something. There was just a lot of really like weird action sound effects that made it comedic when it's supposed to be like these action packed scenes that really took me out of it. And like I said, I don't normally like pick apart something like sound design, but it, when similar to like when we watch see no evil and we critique the editing and you're just like, it's one of those things you don't notice unless it's really bad. And that's something I felt really stood out to me in this movie. So in short, it's a just much more watered down version of the second one. And it's, yeah, it's just overall disappointing. Yeah, I have to agree with that. The analogy that I had in my head is that if Terminator 2 is Coca-Cola, Terminator 3 is RC Cola. Very much like Ouch. Dr. Dr. Pepper versus Dr. Skipper, where <laughs> it's it's kind of like that thing that you enjoy, but it's just not as good. And you can't really put your finger on why it's not as good, but it just doesn't live up to it. And you can they tell spent... they tried. Sorry to interrupt, but you can tell they okay. tried so hard to like replicate moments. Oh, like absolutely. the fact that she's driving that big truck like the T-1000 was. Yeah, you it's know, like, they oh, had we got the a same... semi in the last one. Well, now it's we've even got from a the crazy. The movie. Like yeah. even just him getting the clothes, everything was in many ways just like, hey, over a decade ago, you like this stuff. So we're, we're just giving you a new version yeah. of this. I will say, see, when they did Arnold getting the clothes, I liked the spin on that when he puts on like the the uh, the funny glasses. I thought that was like a good moment. If they had stopped there, we would have been good, but then mm -hmm. they but just they kept... very much didn't all the <laughs> yeah, way to the very end of the movie. And with it, it, it like really stood out to me kind of to jump ahead a bit at the end of the movie where they even went down to like the TX trying to redo the T-1000 scene of switching faces before they die. It was just from beginning to end, just trying to recreate the magic of T2 without understanding the magic of T2. It was almost like the director felt like he was just sitting in a room. He's like, well, I can do what James Cameron did. I'm going to do it better. And then just not being able to hit the mark at all. And that's where you get those things like uh, those unnecessary jokes that don't feel like they hit compared to when the humor, I would say that it was very prevalent in T2, but it was in the appropriate spots. It wasn't during the middle of a chase scene having a poorly placed sound effect in there everything had a reason to be there and there's most of this movie didn't really have a reason for existing beyond trying to replicate terminator 2 in my opinion i think that what sort of happened behind the scenes is that james cameron said i'm not doing it and they kind of went in with the mindset of oh what if we sort of do like a greatest hits what if you do like a t1 t2 mashup that maybe, maybe motivates him to make a fourth movie. Because the more that I think about it, and I hear both of you talk about the movie, they really did do a lot of stuff from the first two. It just technically looked better in the sense that over 10 years have gone by, so some graphical effects are bound to get better, even though they did at least retain a lot of particle effects, but obviously some stuff was a uh, CG. I, I like this movie in the sense that 
You know when you go to a theme park and you go on a, on a ride inspired by something? It's like, you know it's not going to be as good as the original one, but you kind of get the feel, right? You kind of understand like, oh, this is the Terminator ride. So I'm going to see some funny jokes. I'm going to see some Arnold ass. I'm going to see all that really good stuff. <laughs> and yeah, that is so the good hypothetically, stuff right there. Yeah. So hypothetically, this movie maybe like got its, got its uh, job done. It did its purpose, right? It served its purpose. And that led to a good movie, a very, very good yeah. movie. I think it's like so rare that you watch a movie and it's like, damn, that's good. I will never call yeah. you great. I will never call you excellent. This but is a six right, out of right 10. It's just a six out of 10. I, it's like close. It's close to a five for me, I would say. The only, there's only one part that I was like, oh, that was cool. And I thought I liked that they did that. And that was at the beginning of the movie where he drops the beer bottle and it goes underwater and there's all the skulls under there. I was like, oh, that was kind of creative and cool. I like that. Other than that, I'm just like, I can't tell if like, oh, you see Arnold in the hallway with the shotgun, which is just like in Terminator 2. And there's moments like that where I'm like, at what point are we no longer like mirroring or paying homage to the second one and we're just ripping it off at this point like i felt like we were just crossing that line of it was just calling back to the second one so many times that it was no longer just like these little moments of um you know homage although i will say I think the biggest problem, and, and think about this long and hard, because I did last night, and, and it made me think about the movie a little bit differently. TX, female evil Terminator, is a tribute to the first Terminator movie. Now, Arnold, he's based on T2. And I think when you think about that, that is the clash, because she has like some straight up horror scenes. Like, uh, you know, she kills this husband, but then uh, they try to quote unquote, find him and his wife and all that stuff. Like she's killed everybody. Right. But then she like just pierces this uh, uh, investigator or something with it, with her arm and all that stuff. Like they're, and then drives the car. Things. That yeah. was a great scene. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I kind of see what they're going. They, they want to do a balance. I think the problem when you don't have a, a James Cameron, somebody that created this, right? You have the person that can be like, okay, I see what you want to do. You want to balance this movie as a celebration of both. The problem is for every serious moment you have with her, you had like five greatest hits Arnold moments that were like, come on, I, I get it. You but know, also, you, you got to do so many quotes some and of stuff. The, some of the stuff they did with her with like her head spinning around and like there was a lot of stuff she did that I thought was very laughable. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I, I just hey, felt let's not give a pass to that scene where she gets pulled over by the cop and then enlarges her oh, breasts. Yeah. that oh, does not yeah. deserve any form of pass <laughs> she is an improved model okay here's the question could arnold get make his boobs bigger on the spot do you think his, he could have probably done that? with his pectorals probably <laughs> just a crazy <laughs> like that uh i well yeah but he's an older model i don't think he could you know t1000 could have if he wanted to um, exactly so we're, we're justifying yeah. i have to say though i didn't realize 
the early 2000s like had a style until you see the, the, the TX and you're just like, oh, that is so <laughs> yep. early. That is so early 2000s, like the, the hair she had at the beginning and then like the leather suit. You're like, yes, that is just This is the Matrix effect. Early. This is yeah. what happens when movies come out after Matrix. Like the entire outfit, the look, yeah, you're the just hair like, comb. You know, I felt like you didn't feel like people in the early 2000s dressed any differently than today until you go and watch a movie from then you're like oh, oh yeah. i guess there was a style that was kind of different like you never felt Ryan. the change but we, we got evanescence we got so many bands and stuff yeah. we got the matrix it's like a, a healthy combination that hot topic was a thing hot topic I, is not the I hot mean, topic it's still, that's now yeah i guess it's it's a much different thing now but yeah yeah i i don't think she quite like because i know you guys had a little bit of um, complaints about the T-1000 and his like intimidation factor in T-2. I personally thought he was great, but I don't think she, uh, was it Christiana Logan? I, I yeah. don't feel like she did better in any way than T-1000, like T-1000 all the way. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Even with my issues with the T-1000, I think it's just another aspect of T2 being a superior movie in almost every possible way. So I think we can all agree that the movie is an average of a five to a seven, depending on on the day and the type of mood that you're in. But if you had to pick out one thing that at least you went, okay, at least they got this and I got a kick out of, a kick out of it. I enjoyed that. Is there anything about the movie that you think they actually did do a great job more so than a good one, whether it be a character or a scene? Well, going into it, I had it in my head from watching it back in the day, thinking like, I remember this being an all right movie, and that uh, that uh, graveyard scene was pretty cool. And I still think that. If there was one takeaway from this movie, it is that scene in the graveyard with the coffin full of guns. That was some cool, what I look for in a Terminator movie stuff. Yeah. That was I, pretty cool. I will second that. I think... They, I think they handled Sarah Connor in a good way for being written off. It, it felt right that she would not be buried where her name was like put, and she would have a bunch of guns in there. It seemed very appropriate to her character. So I think, I think they did a good job there. Otherwise, you know, the story was a little bit interesting, but not nearly to the degree. I didn't feel they connected like the actual story part as amazingly as T T1 to T2 cuz I really love the connection of T1 to T2 with the arm that's found and then that's basically the catalyst for everything that happens in T2 whereas it seems like a lot of the fallout of T2 is not really it's just okay they delayed uh yeah. they delayed judgment day but there wasn't I felt like you know, actual story-wise, there wasn't enough connection. Like, so much stuff happened in T2. How was none of that really fallen out into T3 other than the fact that Judgment Day is delayed and John Connor's on the run? Like, I, I would have hoped there be more connection with the characters and everything. It's true, because on in theory and on paper, what they tried to do in this movie is actually pretty cool. The concept of, well, you can't stop Judgment Day, you can only delay it. And then, even though he says one thing, the T, uh, 
is it the, it's the T101, right? Yes. That's Arnold. Yeah, that's yeah. The T101 is coming back in time to make sure that John Connor is where he needs to be for Judgment Day. That's a cool idea in theory, but actually getting there, it just I don't think that they executed that in a way that lives up to the other Terminator movies. Just and because you're it's so fast, the uh, the switch in John Connor, like in a matter of five minutes, you've established that he is like a homeless junkie that is just <laughs> t- taking a bunch of pills and is high out of his kite to being on the run totally with it. And then they just never look back. And then they go through that entire thing. And you're kind of left like going like, okay, well, where are they now? okay so skynet's online and but it's not but then it is and then all of a sudden they're shooting at machines and then there's the big fight scene at the end and boom it's judgment and you're day. forgetting you're forgetting that in that way at that uh that initial scene with him he finds he's locked up in a cage with his future wife who loses her husband has her father killed in front of her and is kind of okay and here's the thing T2 did a lot of this too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Terminator 2 had a bunch of story, like love, action, like all sorts of layers. But but they gave those time in T2, yeah. which is the difference here. Which I remember talking about our, our review. I remember specific moments where they were just sitting down. It's like they seized the action completely, right? And it was all about, okay, here is where we establish these characters. But with this movie, it was like, no, we got to keep going, man, because it's like, early 2000s and and people love that violence and matrix and all that stuff who needs character development exactly and it ends up being a forgettable story because it's john freaking connor he was more badass think about this he was more badass as a kid that than as an adult yeah john connor is is lame in this movie john connor Mm -hmm. John Connor kind of sucks in this movie. <laughs> Let's and be even, real. And even the T101, even Ar- Arnold uh, Yeah, they don't it, have like, that uh, same the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end of the movie where uh, uh, he, he's, he like wants to call it quits, but then Arnold like sort of lies to him. He's like, hey, you know, uh, we can destroy or whatever. But then he's like, oh, you were messing with me? Yeah. You're the main character, man. If you don't care about this movie... Why should we? That's a good question. It doesn't make sense character-wise either for them to even have that moment because he spent his whole time like off the grid basically being like hoping Judgment Day has been delayed. But it's like he's very much stayed in that mode the whole time. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, man. He's known this since he was a kid and he's been like privy to it this whole time. Why would he all of a sudden have that moment? It, It just seemed... Uh, a little off to me. Yeah, I agree. So thinking about this movie, getting towards the end, I think that very rarely do I watch a movie that I just think about, how does the ending make me feel, wow, I'm happy I saw this movie because the whole concept of Terminator 2 was, well, the it's not like a happy ending, but the world is still running, right? And, and that that's what matters. But then this whole movie, and obviously we're getting to spoilers, but it's a movie from 2003, so I think it's about to happen. Um, uh, What is her name? Catherine's father is part of the solution, kind of like Akin to T2, where we had another right scientist that could solve everything. But then here, this person also happens to get killed. What are the odds? Right in front of his daughter. And the movie concludes with them 
uh, going to this place that it turns out they had just sent uh, uh, Catherine and, and John there so the world could be destroyed, but they would make it out alive. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, it was going to happen now. Like even Arnold said it, like it's inev- it is inevitable. And it actually did happen. And then the credits roll, which I felt so empty. And, and for context, people, we are watching this during social, physical distancing and all during that stuff. During a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, then the whole world blows up. We got these two people that kind of don't even like each other. There is no chemistry between John and her at all. Like some of the worst chemistry I have ever seen in movie history. They just have like that one much. moment in the RV and then Arnold's like, levity is good. It eases tension. <laughs> that was it. You're like, oh, well, I guess they're together now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of give them credit for, I kind of like the ending of just like, okay, you see all these nukes going off and stuff and Judgment Day is happening. But there's two things I don't like about Terminator 3 in particular with the story. And that is one, you kind of cheapen everything that happens in Terminator 2 like all the Cyberdyne stuff. And that's like really fascinating and really cool. And none of that really matters because of Terminator 3. And that's that's one issue. And then the... I just forgot the second thing. So somebody go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad it was forgettable. Yeah. Uh, Keith, in your case, uh, how do you feel about that? And, and this is going to be weird, but we recently ranked the Star Wars films. And there... Mm-hmm. You know, like some people have said that some of the movies tried to sort of uh, redo or uh, celebrate some of the moments from the previous ones. As the movie that was this one, it kind of does feel like, well, if James Cameron's not coming back, then we're kind of doing our own thing, which they did. Like, hey, we know for a fact they kind of just went off their own path and things changed years later. But how did you feel about this movie where, as Ryan just mentioned, they kind of did try to do Terminator 2 and cancel it in a way so that yeah. they, they could do their own. I think because of the, I'm going to call it a failed attempt to recapture the magic of T2, it almost allows me to distance that movie in my head from what they tried afterwards. Because they absolutely did. Like I mentioned earlier, it felt like they were trying to go with the mindset of, okay, we can do T2, but better, and then just failed. So it always felt like it was just trying to recapture that magic. And just, you know, I don't think they did it at all. And for that reason, it it allows me to distance the thought of T2 from it. And then this is kind of like the, the alternate reality version where now you kind of have like a, a split in the timeline, very much like to use a Dragon Ball example. If T2 was the normal storyline, this is like the the future trunks storyline of the terminator <laughs> franchise where it becomes its own separate entity and then you can just appreciate let's use the word appreciate t2 for what it was and then just kind of deal with what the terminator franchise does from there on excellently well put ryan nothing man nothing. i still can't think of it i don't know what the hell i was gonna talk <laughs> you about you know what's gonna happen we are going to finish this episode, and immediately after, you're going to remember that point and hate yourself for it. Yep. I probably Post it on will. the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, that's, that's exactly right. This is, a cli- this is one of them cliffhangers. You're going to put that on the Discord then. 
But uh, meanwhile, for me, I think that it is it is interesting to see what happens. Like uh, with video games, we've had this happen with the games like Halo, uh, Gears of War, where the the IP we're talking in this case about Terminator, right? It is this recognizable thing that honestly makes a lot of money. What happens when the creative designer behind that, and this came in this case, it was uh, James Cameron. He says, "Hey, I told the story I wanted this to tell." And he actually got that, right? So it, from his mindset, Terminator, best thing ever. It's like the one-two combo, we're done. But then companies take I that creative liberty. Oh, okay, here we go, people. It's going to happen okay. soon. But companies it's, take that creative uh, liberty. Not... Okay, what? go ahead, go ahead. Keep, keep, no, go no, let me just say this quickly. But yeah, basically, they say, well, if I'm not going to do this with you, I am going to sort of do just enough so I can't keep going on without you. And... From a business standpoint, I completely understand it. But when you're talking about movies and music and video games, it's so crappy when that happens because it's like the characters you see on screen, they're the same ones, right? It's the same world, but just something doesn't click and, and it kind of sucks. Right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, aside from cheapening T2, the other key thing that annoys me about Terminator 3 is basically it took away all the mystery of Judgment Day, right? So like Skynet going live in Judgment Day, it completely kind of took that away because for two movies over the course of like, what, 20 something years um, leading up to this movie, 20 plus years, I think, we, we've seen, okay, the before and the after, and like there's skulls everywhere and you're just like oh man like what the hell happened like your imagination basically runs wild about skynet and judgment day and then this movie just shows it to you and it's really just not satisfying it's just a couple military people like what's going on turn skynet live and then it's all oh it's a virus and then you see a bunch of missiles go off and you're like oh that that's it like I felt like there was going to be so much more and you just expected this more ominous Skynet type of presence, but you just see a couple like drones flying around and mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it. So it, it also really killed a lot of that mystery, right? It's true. Honestly, looking back, I'm surprised they actually did that. And as we will see in probably the next uh, edition of our Terminator franchise, like, where do you go from there? It's like the second you push that button, where do you go from there? Because now this big mystery that the Terminator franchise is based around well, it happened now. That's in the rearview mirror. And then I guess what we got is what we got. And like uh, we mentioned, this is not a bad movie. Like, let's be real. We've seen other movie franchises uh, come back after a triumphant trilogy or sequels or something, and they're bad. I mean, look at look at uh, the, the Batman uh, movies in the 90s, right? We started with some of the best, you know, Batman, Batman Returns, as it kept going. And with a change of creative direction, we got the movies that we got afterwards. In that case, it all happened in a very short span, but... I think what I really want to be able to get across in my point is that I think people are too hard on this movie. Like, is it great? None of us have said that. I don't think any of us will. But considering the threshold of movies that try to relive and then fail hard, like just fail horribly, they at least did good enough to be like, hey, we got to see Terminators on the big screen again. And honestly, 
I think that's kind of what the movie was going for. So in that sense, I think that's why uh, maybe I'm the most uh, soft person uh, about this movie in this episode. And it's because it's like, I don't think they wanted to do more. Now, they did do more afterwards, uh, which uh, I do want to do some more research in in contrast to like our Spider-Man thing. That was all Sam Raimi, right? So it's like yeah. that's one creative mindset. I would love to see like change of screenplay, directors, yeah. producers. I did look up the timeline because I didn't know exactly how it works and we can get into that more in the other movies. But um, I did first want to agree with you, Juan, and just say this is a very watchable movie. Like it's not going to outright offend you in any way. It's just it's kind of lame at a, in some parts. It feels a little weird at times. But you can sit through this movie and be like, yeah, you know, that, that was all right. But it's just when you're coming off of Terminator 2, which is just one of, you know, if you were to say top five action movies, it's 100% on that list for me and for many other people. Uh, it, it's just not anywhere close to capturing that same magic in my book. But again, a very watchable movie. Agreed. None of us have said that this is a bad movie. And I think I can't say for sure, but I feel like there are going to be worse Terminator movies that we are going to talk about. So in the overall like scheme of Terminator, I think it's a watchable movie. I don't think it's the movie that you should start with, with Terminator. Like it's, it's very middle of the road in almost every facet. So just check it out, but just don't check it out first. Yeah. You know, I actually want to do something. I, I do think that once we watch all of the Terminator movies, I don't know if they're going to keep making more or not. We should rank them, right? Just to have that yeah. conversation afterwards. But just Only if we call it the Rankinator. <laughs> the Rankinator. Yeah. The Rankinator we, we 1000. Yeah, it's, this is probably an easier one. We don't even need a tier list. We can just go one through, what, is there six? I think, yeah. Yeah, there's three more after this, right? There's the Christian yeah, Bale one. So. There's the one where Salvation, Triple H became Genesis, a Terminator. Dark and then Fate. Dark Fate. Yeah. Okay, so for context, just like a... We know we're going to step into some deep waters after this episode. Like, we know for a fact that the next two, apparently the sixth one's like actually not bad. It just flopped at the box office. But the other ones, people have historically said, even the actors involved, like, that's how you know it's bad. Even the actors are like, do not watch this. Let's rate. I'm not one to like rank, you know, things out of 10 or something. But just so everybody can sort of get, you know, in case they haven't watched our previous T1, T2 episodes, what would you rank after watching all three of these, the first Terminator movie out of 10, starting with Keith? How would you rank that one? I would give that one like a 7.5. 7. What about you, Ron? I'd probably give it a 8 or an 8.5. I'm probably like at an 8. I think it would, I would rate it higher if I, if I watched it back in the day. But once again, 1984. So an average of a 7.5 to an 8. Now, T2, Keith, what are we talking about there? It's the easiest 10 I've ever given in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I, I don't like to give out 10s, but I'll give it a 9.5 for sure. Oh, you hipster. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to give it a 10 because of what it is. I think it's just like one of those movies that you knew what the director wanted. He knew what he wanted. The cast knew it. It's like it's so hard to find a movie where just everything clicks and it's still awesome. So I would give it a 10. And now you've kind of mentioned it, but just T3, what you're going to give it. 
This is the perfect example of a six movie to me. It is a 6.0 with a bullet. Uh, I'm probably more at a, I'm at like a five, a perfect five of just like, <laughs> this is not a bad movie. It is not mm-hmm. a good movie. It will not offend. Like, it is watchable and it will not offend you. <laughs> like, if five is the average on a one to 10, it's just like an above average movie to me, which makes it yeah, just a six. I put it immediately at the average. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how you didn't say five. It's like perfect five a perfect it almost makes them feel good it's actually it's harder to find these movies than you think you know (laughs) it's true perfectly average put that on the blue yeah Uh, for me (laughs) i honestly would give it like a 6.5 because i it's like i mentioned i do not see this as a trilogy even though it technically is it's terminator 3 it's got that number right it's the same mindset of like no, the tony hawk games this is that like were the numbered. history of trunks to dbz <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> well, it is kind of that it's the same like you know was going to mention like the tony hawks pro skater games the video games like when people put a tony hawks pro skater 5 that was like whoa a fifth one but there were a bunch in between that were mediocre they did it they they slapped on the three in this one so it's technically a trilogy but I do think it's just like a nice, cute celebration of much better movies that if you like this, it's like, hey, this is the great advertisement for people to go back and check out the other movies. So having said that, I wanted to bring up just a, a quick uh, fact to, uh, I don't know, just, just to lighten up the mood a little bit. So apparently they, they actually tried, uh, uh, tried out over 10,000 actresses for the role of Catherine, 10, uh, of the role of TX, TX. Yeah, over 10,000 because it was difficult because apparently there was no dialogue for, for the, uh, the the casting. So they struggle because it's like you have all these actresses that were excellent actresses, but when it comes to dialogue. So apparently her, uh, this is according to mentalflaws.com, the entire uh, tryout experience consisted of just her walking and looking like she was going to kill somebody and she pulled it off, I guess. Yeah. That's weird, but cool. I, I'm, I'm just saying, and no offense to, uh, you know, the actress who played her, but if you audition 10,000 people in that, and that was the best you got, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. 10,000, like, I would have expected better. I'm just being completely honest. If Ryan ever goes on Rotten Tomatoes and reviews this movie, that's the quote right there. Yeah. 10,000, and this is what they got. Yeah, 10,000 <laughs> actresses, and this is the best they could do. Christiana, no offense, and no offense, right, yeah. Ryan? Yeah, no, honestly, it's just... it. Like I said, I, I, I would have expected more if they went that hard on the additions. And the other thing was that apparently she trained with a mime coach and put on 15 pounds of muscle for the film. Not talking about the chest. That was all uh, artificial. <laughs> <laughs> but that could also be misinterpreted. I'm talking about that was t- TX. That was a TX stuff. But um, it is interesting, right? Mime coach. It makes a lot of sense because it is hard to act when... You have no dialogue, but then everybody else does, like as her, right? Because even when she spoke as other characters, she had this weird voice tone that they, they try to get going. I don't know. But yeah, uh, how do you feel headed over to the next movies now? You guys ready? Probably one, not. One quick nitpick, right? <laughs> uh, before we jump to the next movies, because oh, I do have an interesting yet. thing. But one quick nitpick. So when she is 
Claire Danes' fiance, why wouldn't she just stay in that form so she could get close and, like, kill her? That was just a total, like, total plot hole, apparently. Just, oh, you know, I'm not going to transform. TX is a plot hole. Yeah. Like, just everything about her. That's the Superman effect. Actually, let's close off on that. Because was it you, Ryan, that made the Superman comparison? Yes. Like, is there... Can you think of a movie that has had Superman or literally a Superman movie and that actually seems fun and enjoyable because I have a hard time taking a movie seriously where you have any character, whether it be good or bad, that they're so overpowered. It's like, it's it's not even fun. Yeah. It's not even fun. I like can I think said, of one example. Oh, go ahead. Predator. Yeah, but I don't think it's to the extent yeah. though. I mean, it's nicer when a movie, basically they can set the table at the beginning of the movie so you know the rules and then they work within their own set of rules. But when it's like, oh, I can do this now. And oh, I can do this now. You're just like, it's like an eye rolling moment of like, oh, you know, of course you can do that. Yeah. But people, I think that's going to leave it for yeah. this review of Terminator 3. Uh, definitely. Up, folks. <laughs> yep, gets yeah. interesting from here. It's so, like, uh, if this is, if this is the, the, the ride has just left. And eventually, yeah. a piece is going to break off. So this is one part I want to get into, because technically, the next movie is going to conclude one of these Terminator movie timelines. So I, I do want to jump into this, because I actually just looked this up, and I didn't know exactly the next three movies, how they actually fall in line with all the other okay, movies. Okay, go for it. But essentially, we've gone through the first three Terminators, and Terminator Salvation is the next movie in this first Terminator, like, series. And then from there, like, that's it. So from there, for Genesis, it's literally the Terminator movie again. And then after that comes Terminator Genesis. And that is, like, that series. And then... So, okay, you have Terminator, Terminator <laughs> 1, Terminator, th- uh, Terminator, Terminator 2. So many Terminators. Terminator 3, and then Salvation, right? That's okay. one, that's one movie timeline. That's, oh, okay, we'll so, call the, so we'll call there's this a timeline one. A. That's timeline A is just the first three Terminators plus Salvation. Okay. The next okay. Terminator timeline is Terminator 1 again, followed by Terminator Genesis. Okay. Right? And then the next timeline is Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and then Dark Fate. So this movie in timeline C, I guess, doesn't exist. Salvation and 3 don't exist in the Dark Fate timeline. Man, things are about to get real weird. Yeah. Make sure sure to bookmark that page because we're going to need it going forward. We will have to be referencing it basically every movie forward. (laughs) Nothing makes you feel better than finishing watching a movie, knowing you're going to watch another one, and both of those are irrelevant. (laughs) So Salvation will... The next movie will accept Terminator 3, but after that, the movie basically doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) And with that level of motivation, people, I cannot (laughs) wait for us to talk about that. Uh, You can leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast type of choice, whether it be uh, podcast uh, apps like uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Even on Facebook, you can leave a review. If you're social or physical distancing now, now is as good a time as ever. People join that Discord at castofthepast.com slash Discord. 
Uh, the three of us are hanging out there uh, talking about all sorts of stuff. We've talked about uh, video games, movies. Uh, recently, our next video game episode, we actually uh, polled the people exclusively on the Discord. Because sometimes we do it on, on the Twitter and all that stuff, but we love the conversations on that Discord. And we said, hey, you know, we're, we're debating between two pretty good games. Uh, why make the decision? You know, let's actually leave it, leave it to the people, the passionate fans that are out there on the Discord. So up until next time, we will be back with another, hopefully, exciting episode of a cast. To the past. I'm not Desire ready. Desire is ready, irrelevant. Right? I am I, I, a machine. I am irrelevant. Wait, that was like a Russian. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Comrade. Terminated. Al. Uh.